0: Alright, alright, alright. Hello everyone. My name is Diamond Rivera of the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast and you are tuned into episode 131 and before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Thubakchata Radio where you can listen to this interview in high quality and also what you just saw was the promo for the 2021 Dallas Bachata Festival this October. 14th through the 17th get your tickets now and people tonight we are taking the podcast all the way back to the florida area here we have a man that i truly truly admire his roots take him all the way back from new york coming all the way to the great state of florida and today we have all the way from revolution dance studio the one and only guy lavelle what's going on what's, going on? what's up what's up My brother, (laughs) me and you talking and kind of reminiscing and and realizing, you know, how really connected we are, even through mutual friends, but, you know, ultimately through dance, Uh, it's really special. I mean, we've been talking definitely for months, uh, you being a huge supporter of this podcast and us, you know, really becoming admirers of one another. For me, seeing you as a studio owner, uh, seeing you as a family man, but seeing you as a very genuine human being, it is an honor to have you on the podcast tonight. I appreciate
1: it, man. Thanks for having me out. Like I told you earlier, I ain't nobody special, man. I just, I'm just, I'm just here to do
0: my time. Come on. That's it, simple, simple, simple stuff, simple. Oh <laughs> you know, for me as well, I think it's so important as well, we celebrate the success of the director, of the studio owner, of the performer, you know, but most of all, I think it's way more important celebrating the person because for so long a lot of our accolades if it's not photographed or videotaped a lot of times it didn't happen unless we you know we ultimately remember and for me having this podcast like i told you was so important because i always wanted a platform whether if i created or someone else that would share the stories of artists like yourselves before someone else had the opportunity to do it because We've seen in this art form, something we love so much, once it hits mainstream a lot, the genuineness, the organicness kind of seeps away. Once, you know, you, you see that amazing act on America's Got Talent or So you, Think you Can Dance, a lot of times what we love gets so commercialized that we're like, all right, where's the authenticity? So, you know, me having you on is special because sharing a story of a man that's been through so much, but have also inspired his community as well it's important um but as well just to let you know that throughout our talk today uh we will be having uh live comments coming in for example mr mike bayo oh, yeah. so you know big big shout out to mike bayo here uh definitely brooklyn's representing as well we gotta give a shout out to north carolina's own norberto Beto oh. Look, Mike and Norberto, those are my
1: peoples, man. Those guys, those guys are pioneers, man. Those yeah. guys played with for a lot of us. Even Absolutely. when I was getting started, I remember those. I remember Mike Bayo's videos, the CDs, and talking about the tumbao and the clave. I still play that in class today. I still play that in class now.
0: And yeah. that, that's really amazing to hear because as, as you're speaking, me speaking to Mike Bayo a few months ago, having him on the platform, realizing how important his teachings were and still are because realizing it's not just about teaching steps, teaching choreo. You need to teach timing. There needs to be education. So Mike Bello would definitely truly is a pioneer and the education and fervent of salsa dancing, whether it's on one, on two, Cali style, Cuban style, whatever you call it. Roberto is too. Roberto a master when it comes to timing CDs. He breaks everything down. He breaks everything down.
1: He breaks everything down. This um he had a workshop at one time and he had brought all these instruments.
0: And in. mm-hmm. this, this guy has they, they're nuts. I'm from I learned from them. They're nuts. They're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, definitely as well, giving a big shout out to first a I would say Baltimore, Maryland, DMV, but coming all the way now to the boogie down. This Nancy Salsa from Santamiento. Oh, Nancy's Nancy. another sweetheart, another again, monsters. Yes. <laughs> I think it's just a reunion of amazing creators that we have on. You know, so for me, Guy, as I always do with every one of my guests as we start out, is, of course, understanding who Guy Lavelle is, but most importantly who Guy Lavelle is before dance came into your life. I mean, of course, dance has always been a part of our life, but kind of give us now, as I do and I always ask, can you let the audience know myself, who is Guy Lavelle before New Revolution? Well, grew up, born in Harlem, raised in the Bronx. Um,
1: Started started dancing hip hop and house music, started hanging out in the Greenwich Village in New York City. Then eventually started traveling the country trying to quote unquote, discover myself. Eventually found my way to Florida. So in 2005, I was at this nightclub friends of ours and I saw this person dancing salsa. So I was hating, you know, I was like, Man, I, salsa. You know, I'm like, I see, so I could do salsa. So I did the best I could. <laughs> and <laughs> wasn't quite that good. So Homeboy whipped out a card and gave it to me, told him i come to classes. I was like, ah, I checked, mm. I checked this guy. Wind up being Neri Garcia and Tanya Kissinger mm. learning and doing LA style salsa. So I started going to classes, and then after a month in, I thought I was a professional. So oh. I, had, I, I, had, I had the disease. I had the disease. So about a month in, I asked Neri, "Oh, I got these people wanting me to teach salsa at, at this club because it was like two, It was like pop, super popular." Oh, fuck. He told me, "Yeah, you can do that, but you ain't gonna be working with me. You ain't gonna be training under my under my wing anymore." And I'm glad he did that it was basically a slap in the face, letting me know that you cannot learn this art form inside of a month thinking because you have kind of a previous dance background that you're gonna be able to break this. I had no, I mean, I kind of understood time but I couldn't teach timing. If the light depending on me. I didn't didn't really have a grasp of the cross by lead, inside turn, copers, outside turns, all these different name patterns, shines, you know, it's the famous Susie Q, Susie Plus, you know, crossovers, You know the the 7-up,
2: it goes (laughs) on and
1: on and on and on. So I'm glad Neri did that to me. That was the best thing he could have did to me, was that, no, slow your ass down. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so we roll. So then I started training with him, and then I started coming out to Florida. I took a couple of classes with Jose Luis. Hmm. There was a guy by the name of Sousa Fix, who's still a dear friend of mine that I took classes with. And... um. And was still going to Neri. I was just traveling back and forth between yeah. from peoples to Fort Lauderdale at the time. And then I eventually met my wife, and I eventually moved down here, and I've been here ever since. And it's just been growing and growing, and I've been meeting new people and growing. And then, you know, like you said, your circle of people is in the same circle of my people. So I knew somebody that knew somebody that knew me that knew somebody that knew somebody that knew, somebody that knew him, and it just it was just it was just nuts. And I got hooked. Then yeah. I went to my first born to salsa event and I mm. was smitten. These cats <laughs> doing turns and I'm like, <laughs> some girl asked me to dance. I said, Nah, no. <laughs> I was, just, I was no. foul, man. I was like, Nope. But and this was, um, I want to say, two thousand mm. seven, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and it just progressed on from there.
0: Wow, and and just and it's interesting that you said something earlier. You being from New York, but you being from Harlem. Me as well. I'm from Harlem. And Where, was, yeah. 18, my grandfather was I on 125th Street. Street and and um and Saint Nick. I used 129th to live one twenty ninth in Convent. I used to live one thirty seventh Fifth. Really in Mad now, and it's like you know you, you can tell when somebody got that that Harlem vibe. So I already fed, I already felt it all for you. Bro,
1: I'm going I'm a mess you up. I used to hang out on 181st Street, which is Dominican land. Yeah. Because there was a Chinese restaurant there, and then further up, they had Cabrini yep. High School back in the day. Cabrini High School, not far from the Cloisters, because my yes. aunt my aunt has an on 20 which is Dykman Street. She has a she has a brownstone <laughs> over there. So I used to hang out there during the in the 90s, during the during a during a hardcore oh yeah, <laughs> the freestyle with the metal shoes and the metal hats when Janet Jackson Ooh.
0: came out with the metal hats. Oh man. Oh man. You, you And it's funny you even say cloisters because I used to live right on 190. from the, Like we, we understand when people talk in New York to certain areas, you know, just have a life of their own. And like you said, you transplanting from New York, going to Florida, starting in Naples and then making your way down to Pembroke. And for me, it's interesting because I've talked to many artists from Florida and realized how big that community was. I think a lot of people had told me initially um, Florida was more of on one Cuban style from and this is coming from not every artist that I know but I guess I would say certain sections certain sections in it, depends. it depends because I know some Cubans that dance on three so
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah but again it, it, yeah. it all it all depends because you know it start I mean let's keep it real I'll probably yeah. get stuck in the head it started in Cuba and it migrated to all other places of the world so you can smack me up get mad at me punch me kick me stop me the fact is the fact you know yeah. you can take a little thing and it migrated and it started populating all parts of the country this thing is this thing is huge man it's crazy
0: it is i mean and and mind you like you said it came from cuba but people realizing florida right there is that connection so i sure. mean and people didn't realize of course new york has so much history but realizing how much florida has gained initially from that, because you're talking about, you know, the times in Cuba with, you know, Fidel and everybody migrating to Florida, whether it's the Puerto Ricans, the Cubans, Dominicans, Haitians, no matter what, Florida is rich in history and especially realizing with salsa, uh, how vast and realizing in different parts in Florida, they interpret and accept salsa differently. Something's more prevalent. Like, what well, we know in New York, uh, of course, Eddie Torres and the on to style. Mambo, 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 Mambo. Mambo. <laughs> you realizing as well, you being in New York in those times in the, you know, the 80s and 90s, and then you go into Florida and then kind of starting classes in 2005, uh, kind of those jumps and gaps. So my question to you now is, of course, you've taken your initial classes with Neri and, and so forth. When did you feel comfortable that hey maybe I can really start teaching or even performing? When did, I those- did. <laughs> I still did I never did?
1: <laughs> um, I give okay. So my wife and I were working with Alec at Silver at the time performing. So we did that for a spill, and then we stopped working with him, and we were like, "Well, why don't we do our own things?" I was like, "Okay." So we started going through making up different names and we had all, we had a, a shit just writing. I still I think I still got that book in the garage somewhere, man. This book is about gay thick for all kinds of <laughs> different concepts and the, and the logos and the artwork and the original website and all this other stuff. It was crazy, crazy. And um, we finally came up with the term, cause I said, I want to I start a new thing. And she said, well, Nuevo. I said, well, I want to start a revolution. while well, she said, revolution. I was like, mm, that's not. Yeah. And I was like, I like that, I kind of like that, man. Because we didn't want to call it Guy and Christina's dance studio. Yeah. We wanted, we wanted that emblem like, like Batman. You know, you have you have that concept, the idea. You can never kill an idea. You know, because if I'm her and Guy tomorrow, the studio keep flourishing and growing yes. and progressing. So that's what that was about. Because I always tell my students, I'm not Jack without you guys. You can have a badass studio, but you got no students in there. Y'all got a cool <laughs> studio, but got no students in there. <laughs> so we actually started, got our first start at a bully dance studio. Mm. So we were teaching on Tuesdays and Fridays, and it was LA style salsa. So we started, and we had one student. and We are like, "Yay!" This was 2009. Had mm-hmm. one student. Yay! That one ten two two five five seven seven nine. Oh, okay, this is going. Then during the time about 2010, the bachata craze started coming in, and mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, teach bachata. I was like, I do that in the streets of New York in 180. <laughs> hang, ha- hanging out with the cats with the with the chest hair, hanging out with yeah. the. hat. I'm talking, I'm talking with the old school viejos, the ones that be tapping the girls, dancing, doing all this, hat in the side, the chest hanging out, no socks, these flat shoes. Oh, we still the got clothes. them. We still got. We, them with the legs wrapped so tight around the ankle and it's all puffed like the MC Hammer days. Yeah, I I, I learned Bachata that way. I didn't do all this sensual and the stuff that started coming out afterwards. That blew my mind away. That's a whole nother animal. So we started teaching bachata, and then we grew and grew. And then we opened up our own studio. We left the belly dance place and opened up our own school. Mm -hmm. And that grew and then we actually had two studios at one point but managing two studios and we wanted to keep the family vibe thing going on which is our basically main of our model and we were like ah we just went back down to one and we maintained one studio for the past 12 years and still here even after covid so you know we're very blessed my wife and i my wife is my rock you know i cannot do any of this without her let's let me put that out
0: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah there is no new evolution and
0: and it (laughs) is So it's important. It's so important how you said that, because realizing and we'll get, of course, into the studio, but realizing to talking to many studio owners and many people as consumers don't understand the toll it takes, the responsibility it is to you know make sure bills are paid on time, make sure teachers are paid, make sure utilities and everything is accounted for. And then worrying about the students, then worrying about the floor space, everything it entails and realizing, like you said, you're going from two studios at one point to realizing if we're going to keep on track to what our vision is, one is essential because what happens is, and I think a lot of people don't understand, when a studio can have a franchise, that's great, but then you also realize that the same people you knew as the owners may not always be able to be there and that feeling that family oriented feeling is going to be a lot different if they're not able to utilize their time in all the studios it's going to just feel like a franchise so hearing that you know you had to make that decision that is very responsible because you know you understand having two studios is great a great source of income but is the vision and the mission still gonna be the same? It wasn't about the
1: income, though. It really wasn't about the income. My wife and I, you know, I'm an engineer, she's an accountant. I mean, we have careers. Yeah. Dance is just something that we truly enjoy. She actually had a dream, had a younger dream to always be a dancer. Mm-hmm. I know I hand it in K even though my grandfather used to dance with the Nicholas brothers back in the day. I'm talking about my grandfather after Nicholas. Yes. Brothers. And then my great great aunt was actually a cotton club dancer back in the day in New York City. Wow. I have pictures to prove. And, you know, so dance has always been somewhere in my family line, but it wasn't a means of like to supplement income. I just enjoy the art, I enjoy the
0: history, I enjoy
1: the dance. It's that simple.
0: Man, that's That's amazing. So, (laughs) a question I actually have now and it kind of kind of ties into kind of the present day to kind of going back then from you starting out as a studio owner and like you said 2010 Bakshata craze just we realized there was one point salsa was king then Bakshata came and slowly it started to take over a question that i have is what has been your biggest takeaway from being a studio owner all of those years ago until present day has the the market increased, has it changed? Or, you know, what is your opinion, really?
1: I feel like people are sensationalized by a lot of the stuff they see on TV versus what the reality is. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing this movie that just came out, and I, I haven't seen it yet, but I hear that it portrays how things really are, and I'm dying to see that people think that you know you, you no know, you see what happens yeah. you take two thousand and you have your finger out them and took them away <laughs> not nah, you know I want to see some good old hardcore dancing with connection and, yeah. and feeling and you just that song just gets inside your soul and you just freaking lose it like um, Frankie Martinez says he calls it an opiate. Mm. it's an opiate you know it's like you just can't just keep feeding you and feeding you and that's oh, i just dude i love it I, I absolutely love it damn the money damn yeah. the fame and the fortune and all, i don't give a crap like just get me a good dance partner
0: play a badass
1: song and let's let's get to dancing man
0: wow. even, though, <laughs> even the way you say that guy it, it means so much because i think we both have realized over the past 20 years And us being in this a long time, how many companies, how many studios, how many partners have come and gone? And we realize that it it does take a a certain uh, unique factor, really, in all the people that choose to be in this business, because it is a very gratifying business, but it also can be a very cutthroat business and realizing, hey, it (laughs) <laughs> it's not as easy as saying, hey, I got money here to spend. Let me just have a studio and everything just works out in itself. I mean, I think a big correlation between New York and Florida is the expansion of so many companies over the last 20 years. I mean, years ago, it was so hard for us to even think about where to find a class. And now you could find a class like sure.
1: See, here's 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 the takeaway from that. It's interesting, you know, teaching style, how you teach, you know, credentials, you know, a a lot of that stuff really doesn't exist in the South Soul world. For example, myself now, I'm actually taking classes with um Santo Rico. Yes. So to me, we him and I, Thomas and I talk all the time, and this guy's another OG. Love the guy to death. Super knowledgeable, breaks everything down. The learning process for dancers never stops. The minute you get to the point where you think you know it all, it's a wrap. You might as well just yep. hang up. Here. I even talked to Tato, Tato and I talked to Candy Man from time to time. Those are those are also my, I, I, I call them my mentors. Neri, still my OG. Tanya, old, you know. Wow. You, you need to keep yourself engaged and learning and absorbing knowledge. It doesn't stop. Just because you're a studio instructor and stuff like that. Hell, the model is when you're a beginner, you take mm-hmm. intermediate courses. When you're intermediate, you take advanced courses. But when you're in yeah. advanced group, you go all the way back to the beginning because there's always something that you probably forgot during that
0: process going up.
1: So it's a, it's a never-ending circle.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, it's all about going back to the fundamentals.
1: And... I noticed that in the classes a lot of times when I go over history and I go over, you know, the structure of music and I go over timing and stuff like that. A lot of people hate that. They just want to come in, learn a couple of moves, and then go to some girl that they never met in their life with absolutely okay. no connection. And by the time she has her hand makeup all set and done and everything's looking all nice and neat. And by the time that dance is done, her hair to the side, all broken <laughs> up. She couldn't follow trying to do all these crazy turn patterns and all. It's, it, it's amazing. And then when you speak to a lot of the girls in the scene, they would prefer just as people mix up performance level dancing and social dance. Yes. There is there is a disparative difference between the two. Performers, you know, you, you choreograph and stuff like that. But when you're social dancing, there's a certain level of understanding and tension between yes. Again, I'm gonna quote my boy Frankie Martinez again. It's a conversation. Mm. When you meet somebody for the first time, you ain't trying to get in them drows the first date. You know, <laughs> I know that sounds a little vulgar, but I'm okay, you real gotta you. be. I keep it real with you. You're not like, hey, let's go. No, yeah, you know, introduction, how you, you know, meet the parents, go through the whole process, marriage, kids. You know, there's a, there's a mm-hmm. process, and people want to start up here and then forget the bottom and start.
0: <laughs> I mean you're, you're saying everything on point. And again, I have to reiterate from my many years of either performing, even being a videographer, now having more of a public focus and a public voice is I have to constantly let people know you, there is a clear disparity between being a social dancer and a competitor or a performer. And, and to make it even simpler, when you are social dancing with someone, whether you're a leader or a follow, this isn't a performance. This is you, like you said, a conversation because what happens is if you didn't understand, that person is not on the same space as you, meaning is they didn't know this was a performance. They just thought for three, two to three minutes, we're having a very nice dance. And what I mean by that also is you can't, I don't feel you should be doing the same tricks and lifts and extra things in a, simple social dance that you're doing in a showcase. Because again, that person <laughs> maybe is not cognizant and understanding. I've seen it in salsa. I've seen it in bachata. I've seen it in a lot of forms of being the guy who videotapes people and having to tell someone, I can't post this because the person you danced with was not enjoying it. And it's because You saw the camera and the deer in the headlights moment came on Of Oh my God, I have to do something that's going to make me look great. When evidently you should just be yourself. You know, (laughs) just being you, staying true to you is the best advice. But also for many dancers, my biggest advice is if you're at a social, observe the audience because whether you're going to ask someone to dance or they're going to ask you, it's better that you research the crowd because if you're dancing with someone, it's not about doing three to eight turns in a, in a simple dance. Just enjoy the conversation. Right. You I know, allow, allow that to flourish. So a question I have for you guys throughout your years of experience, from just being the novice dancer at one point, taking classes, getting to a point when now you're a studio owner, you're being able now to travel what have been some of the most memorable events that you've been to the first time my wife and i got asked to teach a workshop
1: we were like what <laughs> us because again like i told you we don't see ourselves as mm-hmm. king of the hill and none of that stuff we again we just study and we enjoy dance jose luis shout out to my man jose and salsa kid crude crew good people good people he and Frank and Eddie Barbieri run the Orlando salsa Congress. Mm. So that was this was back in I want to say 2011 2012 that we yeah. got to teach a workshop loved it. but again, at the time we taught some crazy complex turn pattern because we <laughs> did, again, we didn't know. Who was going to be in there? And we didn't want to teach us a inside turn of CBL. They were like, oh, "I'm I'm leaving yeah, out of here. You know, else here. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't know. So I mean, it wound up working out, and they said and eventually that we started going more and more and more and more. Yeah, but um, that was amazing. Then when we went to the Capitol Congress, with my boy Shaka Brown. Yeah, the Capitol Congress is fire. That fire. New Orleans was a lot of fun. Mm. We were supposed to do Baltimore, but COVID hit. Yeah. Um, New York Congress, when we went there, was fun. That that was like being in my home backyard, because I went back to the Boogie Down and looked at my old neighborhood, even yeah. though I was terrified, looking at the Coca-Colos and all the thugs in the corner <laughs> like this. I was, it was, it was, it was, it was terrified. I'm walking in like nothing. <laughs> he was like, oh my God. So actually, all the Congresses I've been to have been all, again, for me, it's... Not just the location; it's just the connection and the camaraderie of me meeting people. I can I can meet one person. I can have a meet one person that whole night, and I I'd, I'd have a good time. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very simple, easy go looking get a good dance in, have a good time. That's it. You know, I don't no glitz, no glamour. Get a get a You know, get my big old bottle, of Mama Juana, get my drink
2: on. And <laughs> keep-
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, or, or sometimes that's all it takes. I mean, because in reality, like. Hey, I feel like for you, Guy, you're really the life of the party. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it takes much to really get you going. But, hey, I love that you really do bring that New York attitude to your hometown right now. And it's infectious because, again, you really have to do things that help you separate yourself from others. Because the type of community we're in, there's a new studio being built almost every day, every week. There's a new company. There's a new star every day, every weekend. So, you know, just realizing that, like you said, now I believe you guys are, what year is Revolution, the anniversary, what what year are you celebrating right now? This year would be our 12th year anniversary, 12 years. Man, and, and years. I asked that because 12 years understanding of, you know, how many trials and tribulations and hardships And all the success that many studios go through and realizing how many studios are not able to stick around for that long. This is exactly why I have this platform, because, again, celebrating the success of owners and studio owners like yourself that really also impact their community positively is is why I have people like you on. Because, again, we can't just talk about, as people tell me sometimes, the the headliners the most famous people in our community that's great but a lot of people who I come across these same headliners that people love and adore I met them before they were headliners so it didn't when you became that headliner you were supposed to get there if you worked for it so there was no starstruck moment when i tell people when i talk to every artist every person that i have on here I treat like a star because I also understand the road that it took for you to get there. And, and you know that's why I do this because celebrating your success, you may not feel that you have those accolades, but for me understanding how many people are no longer here to have those accolades, who've moved on from this community for whatever reasons, having artists and, you know, people like you and families like you is what keeps this community growing positively because it's easy to get swept away into fame and sensationalism. And it's easy to conform to what everybody else is doing, but realizing you've always kept that family vibe. That's what I most appreciate. You're nothing without your family, man. You know, you got to have your family.
1: You got to have your family. Like I said, my wife and my, and my kids, those are, those are my rocks. That's, th- that's one reason why I'm able to keep pushing myself okay. to new heights. Still standing still working on my degree, doing my full-time job, running a dance studio, creating
0: choreography, you know, setting up a new, a new home. <laughs> Dude, you, you even got your own revolution clothing line. I'm I'm seeing I'm liking it, I'm loving it right now. I'm about to order me one right now. If I can, I would trust me. I mean, and that's what I'm saying: is that you really just an entrepreneur, but really a jack of all trades, because Again, guy, it's very easy for you to just own a studio, or you just to have the family, have someone else run everything for you. But I also realize how important it is, like you said, being involved in your business. You have to. You have to because you can't do anything without love in it. You know, and and that's something I always tell people. Nobody's going to run your baby like you run your baby. Regard at the end of the day, you know, you
1: can trust somebody to do something, but nobody's going to run it like you want it run. Right? That's just how it is. <laughs> so.
0: Actually now we're getting towards the end, but before that, I would like to know is you know, and also as we talked, twenty nineteen for many people was a really trying year. Twenty nineteen was really successful for many people. But I think a big thing that I have heard many times from people is 2019 going into 2020 was going to be my year. Going into 2020, many people had an amazing on an enormous amount of work coming to them. And then 2020 hit and for me I, the thing I've always said is it showed our vulnerability as a community uh, wherever we were uh, realizing the art form we love so much was affected by this virus um, and but also realizing you know owners like yourself have been able to stay afloat and prosper and you know kind of come back again to some normalcy a question I have for you was, what were those moments like you know especially with last year of at one point not knowing how the dancing market was going to be again and currently now how things are
1: it didn't matter to me at that point um most most know but most may not know that my son sustained permanent brain damage because of COVID in march of 2020 and is still in the hospital today um so at that point dancing just went out the window you know my son is no longer he's not the same anymore and he never probably never will be so i wasn't thinking about cross my leads and inside turns and stuff like that you know my wife and i we went into a depressive state started gaining weight nobody cleaned the house it was just it was just a mess but i know that my boy Would not want me sitting around moping. So we closed in March. We wound up reopening in, I want to say, late July, early August under super. Yeah. We had particular constraints. You had to have, you had to get scanned and you had these little boxes. You had to wear masks. You couldn't be, you know, at the time was six feet away. Then it turned to 12 and back to six. You know, this thing was just so new. But yeah. I was, again, at the same time, so I was trying to maintain a business because my wife and I put a lot of our heart and soul into it Yeah, didn't want to let it go. But at the same time, our hearts and souls were on outside, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it, we're still in the same situation right now, you know, but we're just learning to cope and deal. And, you know, cause life is going to continue on whether you sit around and just yeah. mope or you go out there and do something, so. The studio for me is my mental therapy, mm. is my mental therapy. Being around the students and the outcraft support has been very uplifting for us. You know, my wife still hasn't come back to the, st- to the studio, just said, and I'm not gonna force her. I want her to come yeah. back in her own time when she's, cause you know, having to talk about the situation over and over and over and over and over again, gets gets old. You know, we know people are coming from a place of love and I, we just don't wanna hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. just want to. Yeah, let's dance, let's keep it moving and that's it. I don't want to, don't talk to me about this situation because you know, you just, you just cannot know when it affects, everything changes when it affects you directly, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, yeah. so. <laughs> no, and you know, for me realizing again, is that uh, I think it's so we have this because when we have these conversations, understanding it's not just a studio that's affected, but it's really also the family really understand.
1: I lost your brother. Yeah, it froze. What's up, Beto? I guess I'm here by myself. <laughs>
0: All right, back okay. on. <laughs> hey yeah. man, it was a dude. Next <laughs> time you need a computer,
1: come to me. This is what I do for a living. I'll hook you up with a good one. I got you, man. You know this oh, stuff. No. <laughs> <is cool. laughs>
0: now, man, trust me. You know what it is too. It's not even just the computer. Really, is this internet connection, especially in New York, when everybody got Spectrum. Spectrum's the greatest, but when you need them to come here, you got to wait a day and a Spectrum
2: half. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Even I love Mike Bayo saying I'm still here, brother. Of course. course. (laughs) You know, and again, as we were talking, of course, I'm understanding for me how important it is having these conversations because realizing, and, and we've talked as well, how I'm so grateful to see owners like you flourishing and realizing, of course, like you said, how many people have been affected not just a monetary standpoint, but on a family and a personal standpoint, you never know who is affected. You never know who's hurting and and realizing, especially now that, you know, our state or states have kind of gotten back to a normal in a sense. Um, Again, things are not over still, but seeing studios being able to prosper again is great to see. Um, Seeing, A family like yours still here, uh, still thriving in some capacity is inspiring uh, because we've known people personally have been affected um, but realizing too that our dance community has so much to learn from this. Um, And at least now before we get into my last segment called The Randoms, um, is what do you feel really is the outlook in terms of for Lucian? What is the outlook in the future? of the company and yourself? Well, I mean,
1: we're starting, we just started our new performance team. People expect me to do some other crazy-ass routine. <laughs> a zombie cha-cha routine, and I did a mind routine, and so people are, people are expecting something crazy, which they're gonna get. I'm working on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get that from Al. Alicut Silva, to me, is is a genius when it comes to um, creating stories with, with your dance. I just don't wanna put together just the, You know, a cute suit and dance, which is great. But when you go to congresses, you got like 50 shows, man. You know, you start you start drawing a blur.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you hitting all cylinders because I've said this as well. I love Congresses, but 40 to 50 shows a night. I can't stay up like especially. (laughs) And unfortunately, what happens is a lot of shows do look the same. So I do appreciate. The level of dancing is
1: great. The level of dancing, yes. I'm not the dancing is great. It's just um I think people are afraid to take that leap of um doing something different.
0: Mm, yes because if you keep along with the status quo then there should be no issues.
1: I'll give you an example. My boy <laughs> my boy said New York City, you can go on top of the Empire you can go to the top of the Empire State Building. Drop down, all the way down, land into a split, and then jump up, and you might get a clap. Think about that concept <laughs> for you. Especially in New York City, because you guys. This is, this is Mario B. Mario B. told me that. You can go to the top of the Empire State Building, jump straight down, land in the split, come back up, and you might get a
0: clap. That mm-hmm. says something for you. <laughs> you better <laughs> stuck your game up hard. I mean, hey, hey, I, I mean, I don't want to advise anybody to try that. Oh, no, 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 no! <laughs> you, you, get the gist. It was an you know, analogy. analogy. <laughs> Absolutely, hey, guy, we gotta, we gotta just keep it real because, hey, we got some people in this world. You tell them to jump, they'll just ask you how high. So, well, I mean, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> man, but just, just seeing is that even through all the adversity you've been through over the years, all the success to see that you are still the same guy from '95 to the guy who is in 2001 it's a blessing because again <laughs> this industry man it, it can uh chew you up and spit you out it can really change people maybe for the better but also for the worst but I'm, I'm going really, yeah man you've got to be, gotta be you you have to i mean and it's something that Norberto or beto says here is i think companies should have two shows one a traditional choreo and the other to show a creative one to push to dance to a new creative level, and and that's something I definitely agree as well. And I see that me and you totally understand that because, like you said, nothing's worse than going to a a big showcase, and almost every group it just feels the same. You might not be doing the same thing, it just feels it. So seeing yeah, that, like we, we we copy, we follow. Cop
1: Copying is the biggest form of flattery. So you copy every team that or elements of routine that you really like and that translates and translates. That's that's what you call a watering down method, you know? So, you know, mm-hmm. you, gotta, you gotta be real careful. You gotta find, for me, you gotta find your own voice. You gotta find your own identity. Hell, even Eddie Torres says that, you know, when you learn a routine, when you learn to move, rather than going to the left, move to the right. Rather than putting your hand this way, you put your hand this way. You know, you wanna make it your own. So, and then you, based off of your character and how you dance, you got something new that's, what, that's how it's supposed to be yes
0: yeah. mm. I, I love man you're just giving like gems <laughs> and words of wisdom here. i'm loving it and, and now it helps us transition to our last segment called the randoms which is about 10 questions that you know all random can deal with dance can deal with everything all i need to know guy is when you are ready <sighs> <sighs>
1: Yeah, I, got, I, got, I got, I got the law book right, oh, <laughs> right.
0: No worries at all. Let's all go. Right. Number one, if you could have one meal right now, what would it be?
1: Shoot. You know what? My wife makes these empanadas, man, with the picante.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> that. All right. That is a very good answer. and I <laughs> hope she doesn't. <laughs> Oh, she definitely watches this. Not tonight. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, don't no All right, number two is if the studio was not called Nuevolution, what would it be called? Damn. Damn studio. <laughs> That's something amb-
1: ambiguous. <laughs> Wait, the Lavelle. Stu- uh, no, I, I I could not name it after me because I, mean- I don't want that it needs to be something that supersedes me and when you put your name on it that's that's it nobody else can nobody else is really gonna get noted for their accomplishments no it needs to be it needs to be new evolution it needs to be some other name you know something that's impactful that has some kind of a meaning and a story behind it no no I would never name it Lavelle or Padilla dance to it. No. no. <laughs>
0: Hey, I, I respect it. I mean, at least understanding, like you told us earlier, where the name came from, Yeah. You know, giving us that, you know, Yeah. speak about, hey, it is important to really think about what you're going to name a studio, because once oh. you put your official name on it, that's it, you know, so. And, <laughs> and also, Beto here says, you better say some white food. Very good answer. Oh, Dude, yeah. My, my, my wife be cooking her
1: ass off. You know, I know how to cook, too, now. You haven't had my cooking, boy. Trust me. All yeah. right. I'm going to put you to the test on Make that. Magna, Magna loves my oxtails. You can ask her to this day. Magna Gopal loves guys' oxtails. Mm, okay. I'm going to definitely ask Magna
0: that for sure. All right. to hey, I'm a... She loves mama fungal. Oh, okay. All right. You, know, you, you, you tempted me now. I mean, <laughs> price ain't that, prices ain't that expensive going to Florida right now. So we're going to see about that. All right. Next question, Guy, is... If you could watch one routine right now at your favorite Congress, what group is it? Santo Rico. Mm. Santo Rico did a routine with I
1: can't think of the name of it, but the ladies were in a blue dress and it was a soft, slow song. Yes. And it just had the man, not routine is fire. What I liked about it that it wasn't traditional, super fast hardcore movement it was very sensual yeah. salsa so romantic i mean it was I <laughs> I it over <laughs> and over and over and there was another one i'm sorry there's another one candy mayna and 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 johnny i think with johnny they had a slow routine that they did mm-hmm. i can't think of the name of that damn routine candy what was the name of that routine but it was a it was a slow routine that they she was doing slow moves and it was just it was just it was just such a beautiful thing. I like to see a lot of slow art because you can see every move and mm-hmm. how everything flows together. Because you, sometimes you go so fast you can't see it and you cheat.
2: <laughs>
1: you mm-hmm. know you cheat those moves. I think they cut,
0: You know, nah. These oh, no those routines masterpieces. All right. I'm I'm loving it. It brings back memories. I can see that. All right, guys. Next question is, if somebody's coming to Florida right now, what's the first place you're taking them to to go eat? My house. (laughs) (laughs) That's easy. Look here. Nothing. I don't care what
1: anybody says. Nothing beats a home-cooked meal. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing.
2: Nothing.
1: My house. All right. Right, 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 right by the pool, right outside,
0: right here. I'm loving that answer. All right. Next question is, what is one of your favorite events to go to in Florida? Orlando, South of Congress.
1: Mm. I'm I'm not going this year because my wife doesn't want to go because she's not ready for that big crowd. Even though we're doing little events around that time, but she's not ready to be exposed. But I will say the Orlando Salsa Congress is fire. It is, mm. I have it. Hey, Jose, Jose, Jose and Frank always make us feel welcome. Jose, matter of fact, he, um, he asked me when he was like, look, I know you're going through some stuff, but I want to no, know, you know, I said, I have no teams, I haven't set anything up. He said, worry about it and we'll catch you on the next go around. He's, he's just that, it's just that, res- that fundamental respect. I mm. love how they treat us, no problems. Everything is great. Love love that event. Good event. Mm. OSC.
0: OSC. Okay. All right. Next question is if you could dance with one person right now and it can't be your wife. You could dance Come with on, <laughs> I don't know, know where we're going. <laughs> if you could dance with one follow right now, who would it be? Oh, oh. Serena Spears. Oh, yes. I, I absolutely love Love it. you, Serena, if you're watching. <laughs> Big shout out to Serena Spears, amazing, amazing artist. All right, next question is, Guy, very simple. What's your favorite color? Black. Got to keep it black. <laughs> hey, I, I don't blame you at all for that. All right. The all right. B-L-A-C-K, baby. <laughs> Wow. Alright, next question is if you could be described in one word, what would it be? Crazy. Hey. <laughs> Gotta keep it real. And- in
1: that case, fruitcake, outrageous, retarded, stupid, you know, goes on and
0: on. <laughs>
2: <You> know,
0: <laughs> oh my god. It, it all just works within itself. Alright, guys, my next question to you, and I have two more after this, but before we get... Finish with that. Got to give a big shout out to Serena. Ah, Serena. <laughs> oh, my God. Definitely can't wait for our future episode. Big shout out to Serena. My she next question is- right there.
1: That's another badass right there.
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely. My next question to you is, what is a huge pet peeve of yours on the dance floor? B.O. Thank you. Thank you. Change
1: change your shirts, man. I mean, you trying to do a CBL with your arms up and you got that flower popping out the side and sweat coming on man. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's rough. I hate- Trust me, my girls talk. Oh, this guy has then you're sweating. You know, I normally I'll have like a big ass towel behind me and I'll wipe up. Hell, DeJon told me he has like four or five shirts that he has women in his bag that he changes every now and again because it gets so hot in those events. Yeah. So he puts out, and chains out to something fresh. My boy Miri said the same thing too. Mm, Changes his shirts, man. Because you know, if you perspire, you build up, and you're sweating, and you go No lady wants to put a hand up and styling and bring the hand down, and yeah. you all on the arm.
0: Oh no. Hey, I, I'm loving the realness from you. <laughs> <laughs> My second to last question is: If you could be, if you were were anything else but a dancer, what would you be? I'm doing it right now, engineer. <laughs> I'm a network engineer. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. You're doing two things you love, and- <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Easy. Next. <laughs> you got it right in the bag. All right, my next question, which is our last question, is: Guy, if you are on an island right now, and you can only have three things with you, what are those three things? My wife, my kids,
1: and a flat screen TV. <laughs> I need my movies, man. <laughs> mm, but you ain't got no electricity. Shit, I'll make some. I'm an engineer,
0: baby. <laughs> like Gilligan's out. I get some coconuts and some water. I'll make some. I'll make some you got it. You you already know it. And big shout out to Mr. Jimmy Rumba. He Jimmy! Is- Jimmy, Jimmy, that's my—that's another one of my
1: boys. Matter of fact, him and Neri are very good friends. One of my, my uh, first instructor. That's how I met Jimmy through Neri. Man, see, it's a small world it is, and Ace, another nice, badass, that boy can dance his ass off. I hate his footwork. I'm jealous. I'm,
0: I hate you, Jimmy. You're <laughs> too <laughs> God, honestly, I want to thank you so much for doing this segment. Every time I do it with every artist, I feel like I learn a lot more about them. How much you love your wife's cooking, uh, how much you don't like BO. I mean, the list goes on, but I I really appreciate you doing this segment. And now it helps us transition to our closing Uh, and realizing again, for me, from our start of our conversation till now, I feel like I've learned so much more about not just Guy of revolution, not just Guy as a family man, but Guy as the person. And this is something for me, I really appreciate and grateful to have you on because you know for me you being able to give us a glimpse into your life means so much because we realize too as humans we can be guarded but also as humans we can also be misunderstood or not heard and for me it's about telling or sharing the stories of artists like you who've come so far and still are just not even at your peak yet in my opinion and for me, it's been a, a grateful experience having you on, but before we do go, I would love to know if you had any last few words for myself in the audience, but also contact info on how people can reach you. Easy, com. check it out. That's the website.
1: Everything is, all the links, everything from me is on that site. Um, people keep dancing, keep striving, keep loving the art form, and just keep being yourselves. And keep spreading that love. You know, very, very simple, easy concepts. dance this is, this is fun. If it's not fun, don't even
0: bother doing
1: it. Yeah. You know what I'm so, so Man, that's you, very simple.
0: You, really, you truly are inspiring, and honestly, it's a, it's been really a, an amazing experience having this dialogue with you. And you know, now that things are getting back to a normal, definitely, hopefully in the future, I can come down to Florida and see you guys and. know come to the studio and really show some love but overall i want to thank you i want to thank everyone that's tuned in who will tune in to this episode of the live discussions with diamond podcast episode 131 with mr guy lavelle out of revolution dance studio everyone (laughs) is on point i'm loving it and i want to thank you guy I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Thank you all. I hope you all have a great night. Stay safe, and we will see you soon.